Welcome to another episode of Tank Talk, folks. So excited to be here with you today with my beautiful bride back on here now. We're going to record two episodes today, so you know that you will have her for at least the next two episodes. There's big news coming for this podcast that we're going to talk about in a minute. And, uh, you know, you're you're not a part of that it'll all make sense but uh but yeah we're gonna talk today about uh don't quit about what to do when uh everything goes wrong and how to avoid quitting it is something that came in from the members only discord for channel members and uh it was from kevin ullery our good friend that has uh, been very active in the discord and very active on the channel and very active on other things that we may talk about later on. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's going to be very cool. But we've got, oh boy, I got to I gotta sit up for this. We've got some updates, folks. Uh, this is the part of the show where before we get into the main topic, we got to update you on things that are going on. And uh, oh, there's a few things. <laughs> there's a few things going on, starting with the pond. Last two weeks in a row, I have put up videos of the construction of the pond it's been done for a while but uh we've just now started putting the videos up um and the biggest update to the pond is something that you are going to need to tune into on sunday because the video of getting the fish for that pond is coming out on sunday and i'm not gonna lie might be the best video i've ever done it's a pretty good video. I, I am so excited about it. Uh, and, you know, I had a lot of help with the video, too. So I can't take full credit for it. But the story goes like this. When Micah was here for the very first consult, our first time meeting him, it's, it's Micah Miller from Easton Outdoors, the ones who built the pond. He was here and he mentioned rescues. And that pretty much the conversation was over at that point. As soon as you heard rescues, mm-hmm. it was like, Okay, now we know what we're doing. There was no calls for any rescues that were needed between that meeting and getting the pond done. And it was like a two-month period between when we had that first consult and when he actually came out to build it. And uh, so we were like, well, okay, we'll, we'll make some other plans then. I mean, no big deal. You know, we wanted to do that, but didn't work out. No problem. And then... It was either the day before or the day of them finishing the pond here. He got a call from a young lady in Virginia. And uh, uh, let me just tell you, this was a true rescue. This was not, you know, just taking fish that were not wanted anymore. This was, these fish were going to die. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If, If we didn't take them out of there, they would not, probably not be alive now i mean we we definitely saved them you will know what i'm talking about when you watch the video on sunday you'll know just from seeing the thumbnail because uh it's pretty pretty dramatic what you'll see in the thumbnail and that is not a doctored photo that is a real photo so make sure you're subscribed make sure you have notifications on because that is a video that you are going to want to see the very second that it uploads i promise but they were not the first inhabitants of that pond. I did. Oh, that's true. I did a short, and we found something. 
that was in there and I recorded it real quick and put it up as a short and uh, it's done really well on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's become a very popular little uh, little snapper. Yeah. Yeah, that little guy was cute. I found him on our patio, just sitting there in the middle of the patio. The the cat Jasper alerted me to this this uh, turtle. Just sitting there, it looked like a toy. Like yeah. it was just a little fake plastic turtle and then I went and picked it up and no, it wasn't fake. So I'm the one that put him in the pond <laughs> because I'm really, really stupid, but- uh, He doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> no. He kept jumping in and he kept getting sucked into the skimmer. And I'm like, you're so small, you're not gonna be strong enough to swim out of the skimmer. And uh, so, you know, I had to take him out and take him a few feet away from the pond and then he disappeared. So I'm assuming he, I don't know, found himself an old lady and, and took off and he's living happily ever after now. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was a cute little guy. So all I'm gonna say again is I, I really do think this might be the best video that I've ever done. I was very fortunate to have, uh, Micah has a, a camera guy, his name's Danny. And uh, he was there filming the whole day when we were rescuing these fish. And uh, and then I was the camera woman when you guys got back. <laughs> yes, that's true. It was a huge storm that was going through that day. And it just didn't work out for Lisa to go with me to Virginia to get the pond, to get the fish. But when we got back here, yeah, in the pouring down rain, yeah. you filmed us putting the, the fish into the pond. So I had a lot of help with this video. It's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, yeah. I can't wait for you to see it because then you're finally gonna be able to see uh, the, the, the fish that are in the pond. And that's when all of the, that pond's not big enough for those fish. That's when all of those comments will start coming through. And I did address a couple of those at the end of the video, a little, uh, did a little rant at the oh. end of that video. So be looking forward to all of that. It has everything. It has suspense. It has drama. It has mystery. It's got me ranting a little bit, making fun of people at the end. Um, it's, it's a blast. So probably, probably going to go viral and be our biggest video that we've ever had. But now that I've said that it's guaranteed it won't happen. Yeah. But anyway, uh, very excited about that. And I hope you watch it and I hope you enjoy it. Next thing, this is very, 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 very big. It has to do with this podcast and it has to do with what I was talking about that, that Lisa will not be involved with. We've got Aquashella coming up. If you're not familiar with Aquashella, it is an aquarium. Do you want to call it a convention? I, I guess you call it that. Festival. Aquarium Festival. There you go. Uh, it's the biggest to my knowledge in the world. I mean, a lot of shows have come and gone. This one has stuck around and gotten bigger and bigger and bigger every single time. Uh, Aquashella.com, if you're not familiar with the show, this year when we hit the state of Florida, we're going to Daytona Beach, which is very exciting. I've been to, we've been to three, no, you've only been to two in Florida. I've only right? been to one, or no, maybe I did go to two, I don't remember. Twenty. Yeah, whatever. After a while, you lose track. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's all. It's, it was in Orlando twice at the Gaylord, which is a, an amazing place. They have a beautiful pond in there. Uh, you were with me for one of those, and then the other one, you weren't able to make it. That's right. No. Well, they've moved it to Daytona Beach, 
which is very cool. I've never been there, excited to go there. I don't know what's there. I'm probably not gonna be able to see much of outside of the hotel, but that's okay because the event is gonna be so jam-packed with fun stuff to be doing, including at least four videos. I am gonna be, I have an idea for four videos that I am gonna film at Aquashella. I've been trying for years now, talking with other YouTubers, racking each other's brains around how, how do you make a good video at one of these shows? And I, I have an idea, a couple ideas, and I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, and it involves you. I'm not pointing to Lisa, I'm pointing to you on the other side of this camera. If you wanna be a part of a KG Tropicals video, and you're going to Aquashella, then you gotta come find me. I'm not gonna be hiding from you. Come and find me and we will talk about what it is. I can't talk about what it is because we live in a world where if I talk about what it is, you may have some people say, that's a good idea and they do that and they do it before I even get to Daytona. And right. that would make me mad. So um, all I'll say is it's gonna be a lot of fun it's going to be something completely different. I've never done anything like this on this channel and it's going to involve you. So come looking for me. If you're not planning on going to Aquashella, well, now you should go because you know, you'll be able to be on a video on this channel. And then that's not all. Everything that you don't see on this table right here in front of me, everything that is running this podcast right now is coming with me to Daytona. Are you signaling me or are you swatting at a bug? Swatting at a bug. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna bring all of my podcast gear, the cameras, the computer, the everything, and I am gonna set up for my podcast in my hotel room. Notice I keep saying my, I am going solo down to this one. Sorry to say that. My beautiful bride will not be there with me. Look how sad she is about it. Uh, it's not that I told her she can't go. She chose not to go because you got a million cats here. You got a million animals here and we got a business to run. And so she, somebody has to stay back and take care of everything. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're not as excited about traveling as I am. I, I, I actually would have really liked to have gone to Aquashella. Honestly, I would, I, I've always enjoyed myself there, but if I were to go, it would require paying a pet sitter that would have to basically be here almost the entire time because I've taken in so many cats. There's a lot of fish and the business. 28 more now. Yeah. <laughs> and business, the business still needs to be run. So it just makes sense for me to stay back because you're the bigger part of KG Tropicals. Uh, well, that's the dumbest thing you're going to say all day. That is not true. <laughs> I am not the bigger part of KG Tropicals. And let me just say this because I get so tired of the way people talk about me online. This was not my idea for her to stay behind. This was completely her idea. So don't be mad at me that Lisa's not going. That was her decision. We all want her to be there, but she's not going to be there. And I will not be answering the question, where's Lisa? I'm just, if somebody asks me that, I'm just going to turn around and walk away. Oh, no, don't do that. I mean, it's going to happen <laughs> nonstop. And I don't blame anybody that asks that because, you know, she is as big a part of this channel as I am. 
I do have to just be brutally honest, though. Uh, you know, when we go to events like that and we go together, it's an amazing thing. We love it. It's like vacation for us. Um, we don't see each other when we're there no. because we get up in the morning. You take forever to, to do what women do in the morning. I go down early and then basically don't see you until it's dinner time because I get pulled this way, you get pulled that way, and it's it's just madness. So yeah. uh, that for that, it's not going to be any different. But I've always got this worry in the back of my head, and I know you do too, that you know we do have this whole fish house and all these animals and all of this stuff happening and, and a house that, what if the house burns down? You know, I shouldn't have said that, but you worry about things that you can't control because you're three states away. So knowing that I won't have to worry about that is going to make it a little more relaxing for me there, uh, even though I will miss you and, and it will not be the same not having you there. But listen, she's going to be in good hands. Our oldest is coming down with the kids. He is heavily armed. And this is North Carolina, so he's allowed to be that way. And, uh, you know, she'll be safe. I'm not worried about her not being safe. Um, but, uh, you know, it is going to suck being away from you for five days. But I'm going to be so busy that it's not really going to matter because I'm bringing all of this stuff down to record podcasts. Big deal. You're going to be down there recording the podcast. So what? Well, no, it is a big deal because I have five confirmed guests. That's right. Five episodes of the Tank Talk podcast. So far, there might be more. I haven't gotten confirmation that the two other people that I really want to have as guests, uh, I don't have confirmation yet that they're even going to be there. But so far, I have five confirmed guests for this podcast. The first is Jeff Miyake, who is my personal favorite aquascaper on planet Earth. No disrespect to any of the others. That guy's stuff, it just, it's, it doesn't look real. There are so many that I admire. Jen Williams. I, Melanie Holmes. Melanie Holmes. I, I would <laughs> love to have Jen on the podcast, but I wasn't going to feel right inviting her up to my hotel room. That just would be weird. So uh, next best thing is to have Jeff. And I absolutely love Jeff, uh, his, his aquascaping is otherworldly. He is my favorite aquascaper, which basically means he's the best. He's the best there is because he's my favorite. Um, very excited to, to be able to land him. And we're going to get Jen on this podcast yes, at some I've point. I've been talking to Jen quite a bit about coming here. Uh, so hopefully she'll be in a future pod podcast fairly soon. So, And that'll be one that I won't be in. Yeah, It'll just be, be the fun. two of you. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. She's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Miyake, Jen Williams, they're my favorites. Melanie. I mean, there's so many. Come on. I mean, I don't want to insult anybody. Jeff Sensky, I'm a huge fan of. There's there's so many. So, but we're getting Jeff, which I'm thrilled with. Uh, and I, I can't wait for that. Also, Rob Lupton from Flip Aquatics is confirmed. Is this a surprise to anybody? Jason Adams is going to be a guest, uh, which... Uh, of course he is. I mean, it's, it's Jason. Anybody that knows me knows Jason and I are friends. Of course, I would be doing that. Another guy that you might not be totally familiar with because his content is, it's not about fish, but it is about animals. This man, folks, owns a zoo. <laughs> I'm talking about Will Nace. He is a confirmed guest on the podcast. 
going to be so much fun. And let me just tell you, I just randomly asked him a question about bringing a guest of his onto the podcast. I am so jealous. Uh, and you should be. I'm so jealous. You can't say what it is because it needs to be a surprise. But I asked him just thinking he was going to be like, nah, that wouldn't work. And he was like, yeah, that'd be great. So there's probably going to be a guest with him. And all I'm going to tell you is it's not human. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a, a Jack Hanna kind of moment uh, with Will Nace. So excited. If if what I think is going to happen in that podcast happens, it's going to be the coolest one we've ever done. And then George Mavrakis, you know him as Coralfish 12G, is also going to be a guest, which I'm absolutely thrilled to have him on because I, I got so many stories to tell about George. I've known him since he was like 15 years old. And uh, you know George as a saltwater guy. You might be like, well, that's going to be a saltwater episode. No, it's not. When I asked him if he would be a guest on this podcast, I said, and I don't even want to talk about saltwater aquariums. I said, I want to talk about koi because George has quite literally been all over the world. Israel, Japan, Dubai. He's been everywhere. I think Israel, pretty sure he's been everywhere seeking out the most amazing koi ponds, koi farms, if you are a fan of koi and you haven't found Coralfish 12G's channel yet, you're doing it wrong. Maybe it's because you're like, well, he's a saltwater channel. Well, he is, but he's also done so much content in the last year or so about koi. I've gone completely koi crazy. And so to bring him on is going to be a thrill. We're going to talk about koi the whole time. So are uh, you like throwing a hint out there or something by saying that? Uh, like I want to travel the world to see koi. Is that what you're saying? No, that you've gone koi crazy. Oh, I think you know that. Mm. I think you know I've gone koi crazy. No, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, newsflash. Some of the fish that we saved were koi, which is why I've gone koi crazy. Anyway... Uh, really excited to talk to George about that. So yeah, Rob Lupton, Jason Adams, Jeff Miyake, Will Nace, and George Mavrakis. I, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to set it all up in my hotel room. And that's where I'm going to be filming the podcast, not in the middle of the show where there's music blaring and it's chaos and all that. Even when it's on the off hours, people are using forklifts and they're going all over. It would just be way too distracting. So doing the podcast right there in my hotel room where it's nice and quiet is going to be cool. And there we go. That's it. That's it for the updates. I'm, uh, unless you have anything else to update on. Mm, no. Okay. Well then <laughs> let's move on, shall we? All right. So on to the main topic. This one came in from Kevin Ullery. And he said, this was on the members only discord. He said, when things go wrong, and I mean really wrong with our glass boxes of water, how not to give up on the hobby. Um, and, and that's it, you know, short and sweet. This is something I think we've all been through. I, I know you've certainly been oh, through. Yeah. Um, I've been through it. I, I, 
I have. Okay. I had my first fish tank 30 years ago in uh, 1993. And in that 30 years, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I've had aquariums the entire time. Well, I, actually, I, I kind of have, but they haven't been set up the entire time. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, one, my ex-wife was not interested in aquariums the way you are. Hmm. I hit the jackpot with this one, folks. But she, it wasn't something that was high on her priority list at all. So it was, and it wasn't something that her and I enjoyed together. So, you know, sometimes it just wasn't really going to be a thing in our house. It's not that it was forbidden. It was just like, it just never, never really worked out. Um, the house that her and I had together when we divorced, um, I was finishing the basement of that house then there was going to be an aquarium in there. That was going to be when I was finally able to get another one. Um, but I could sit here and go through, you know, we, my dad died and we had to move like really fast. And so I took my aquariums down to, I could give you all the sob stories. I could tell you all of that. It just doesn't really matter. Point is I've taken breaks. You've taken breaks in the years not very much actually but you you I'm took a break and still trying to process that 1993 was 30 years ago what the heck i know <laughs> and that means you really want to feel old i'm, I'm not going to say anything about yours but uh that means i've been i graduated high school 31 years ago yikes that's terrifying. Anytime you say anything's 31 years, that's that's terrifying. That's but a whole nother person. That's two. You could have graduated two more times after that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I was trying to do the math. <laughs> ah, well, you married me. But uh, you, you took a break in 2017, right? Might have been 16. And... I, I don't want to speak for you. I, I could tell the audience why you took a break, but... It was like from 2016 to 2018. It was very... It was a depressing time of my life. <laughs> we had had the business. Uh, the business didn't work out. Uh, I held on as long as I possibly could. And uh, she decided to take some of that time off. And... Uh, you know, hey, it happens to the best of us. And Kevin's question is, you know, when things go really wrong, I think it applies in, in your case because things did go really wrong. It wasn't with fish dying and all that kind of stuff, but it was, you know, we had this dream that we're currently living, but at the time, this dream was something that, that we had to give up on and it was too sad for you every time you would look in an aquarium it would bring up those memories of the dream that we failed to achieve and uh and so you you walked away from it um but on on top of that i i can honestly say in my fish keeping hobby i've never had something happen like a, a massive fish die off which i've had that yes but it didn't make you quit. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I've never had an incident happen that was just like, you know what? Screw this. I'm, I'm out. I, I'm, I've never had that. But I've been close. 
uh, the story that I've told so many times about uh, the smell that was coming from the basement that time. Right. And I go down and an entire tank of fish is dead. Big fish, fish that I had had for a long time. Uh, filter failed and they, they, they just didn't make it. And it was, it was a nightmare. If there's ever been a scenario that would have made me quit, it would be that one. That one was absolutely brutal uh, because there was probably 40 fish in there and all but one of them perished uh, in, in that incident. And, you know, you want to talk about a gut punch. Uh, there, were, there were fish that were from the very first spawning of African cichlids we ever had were in that tank. Uh, grown, massive adults. They were six years old at that point, I, I guess. Yeah. Maybe even older than that. Uh, peacocks, and you know, it was very, very sad. And so I didn't quit because I had like nine other tanks set up, including that one. That was one of the tanks that was set up. It's off camera right now, but the tank that currently has Lisa's discus in it was set up and I don't remember what was in it, but I had it going. If the 150 was the only one that I had that had all those Africans in it, I probably would have been like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take me a little break. We had one upstairs uh, in the living room, too, next to the TV. In that house? Mm hmm Which one was it? I think there were angelfish in it. Maybe? I don't know. I, I don't think you're right, because no. that was in the Reagan Drive house. I, it doesn't matter. I, I don't think we that ever... That is the Reagan Drive house. I, I, I don't remember. Because during Jordan's graduation, which was 2016, for her uh, graduation party, I remember a picture of that fish tank being upstairs in the living room. It's very strange that I don't remember that. But the point is... It may have gotten taken down, though. And we just... It had to have. It had to have gotten taken down. Because when we moved to the other house, Leeward Court, we didn't have any fish tanks up at all at that point. Right. Because you put, you put one up as the first tank you were putting up in that house and coming back. Yeah. So, that was yeah, a 75. I have no idea. That actually may have been the tank that we, we probably sold it with all the other tanks with the fish in it to the burrows that time. I, that's very strange. I do not remember that. But that doesn't mean it's not true. That just I means. I know it's I, true. I have pictures. <laughs> that's fine. Um, if I didn't have all of those other tanks, including the mystery tank that Lisa's talking about, I, I would have walked away because it was just too much. Uh, and it was my fault. I mean, they didn't have to die, but I hadn't checked on them. I was busy and I hadn't checked on them and, uh, you know, and, and they died. So it was a it was one of those scenarios that makes people quit. Um, I don't even think I need to give any more examples. I don't have any personal examples, but I, I know a lot of people in this hobby and I've heard every, uh, every reason from massive die-offs like that, or it could be your favorite fish. Uh, there was a, um, I almost said old lady and that would have been weird, weird. A, a young lady that came to our shop when we had our shop that uh, she talked about her Oscar fish as if it was like a puppy 
or something like that. Uh, she was absolutely infatuated with this fish. And when it died, there was no reason to keep on going. It's no different than my mom when her dog passed away. She was like, I'm not getting another dog. It's right. just, it's too much. And, and she walked away from it. So that particular lady, that fish was her fish keeping hobby. It wasn't the aquarium. It was that fish right. that she had her attachment to. So when that fish died, she was out. We've heard every kind of scenario you can imagine. Uh, burnout is another big one. Um, Dave Warren is a great example of, of burnout. Uh, he had like 29 aquariums in his basement. I don't think there was any particular incident that took place. I think he just got burnt out. And that, that happens to a lot of us. Well, it particularly happens when people just end up getting too much on their plate and something changes in their life that needs them to, uh, that requires them to spend more time doing something else away from their aquariums. You might have a, a child get sick or your job might need you to work extra hours or your, your hours change. And that just completely throws off your routine and... You know, there's just so many things that can cause it, you know, and it's, it happens, it's life. When, when we as human beings get overwhelmed, our hobbies are the first things to go. And, and I think that is tragic, if you want my honest opinion. I think that that's a shame because our hobbies are what keep us sane. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it, it is natural like you said, if, if you're spending more time at the office or at the job site, you don't have as much time for your aquariums. And I, you know what? I think a good way to kind of help with that and not get out of the hobby and still keep yourself involved in the hobby is to maybe just phase back a little bit. Like, okay, I have 10 aquariums of 10, 10 different kinds of fish or whatever, 10 aquariums. I, I really need to cut back to five. Mm -hmm. You know, for me to be able to enjoy it, for me to be able to take really good care of these fish and do the right thing by them, I need to cut them, you know, I need to cut it in half. And, you know, that's when you can maybe, if you're part of a club, you can get rid of your fish that away and, and your stuff or just take stuff down and put it away. Because if anything I have learned about this hobby is that you come back. You mm -hmm. almost always come back. So keep your stuff because it's expensive to have to replace it. <laughs> yep. You know, and, and just get rid of the fish. Donate them to a fish store or your club, you know, something like that. But don't, don't get rid of all your stuff. <laughs> We've done that so many times. I mean, and one time it happened, it wasn't we, it was me and... And that who, she who shall not be named, but uh, I mean, I, I mentioned it briefly. What did you do with all that stuff? You I never threw told a lot of it away. Oh, no. I had uh, six tanks in my basement and my dad passed away yeah. out of nowhere. Uh, him and my mother had been together. This was in 97. Okay, this right. was a long time ago. So you don't need to give me condolences in the comment section. Thank you. But uh, it, you never get over it, but you understand what I'm saying. Um, out of nowhere, he just dropped dead. 
And so he was only 54. My mom and him had been together 34 years. And my mom had, you know, my ex and I were having financial problems. We were young. I was 22, I think, 23, maybe. Do the math. I don't know. I, I don't math on this day. Though. I don't either because it makes me look really, really <laughs> dumb. But I was very young and we were not in the best place financially. And so my mom was like, hey, listen, why don't you move in with me? You can help me because my mom had this big house that the two of them had. And, you know, it was a lot to take care of. Move in. And, uh, and, and then, you know, that'll, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so it needed to happen. It needed to happen fast. And I didn't have the time to mess around and, and figure out how to take it all down and keep it safe. Like you said, which you're absolutely right. You know, don't get rid of it all. I did. And so when I did that, and then came back to the hobby, I had to start all over again, which is fun, but it's also very, very expensive. Uh, I, I remember I lived in a townhouse when this happened. And it was a back in the day before internet. I mean, the internet was there, but it wasn't what it is now. And you go outside and you see people all over. They're everywhere. And I remember going outside with these aquariums, like, does anybody want these? You can have them for free and nobody wanted them. And I literally oh, wow. chucked them in the dumpster. Uh, I, you know, I regret it. I, I took the fish, I gave them to my local pet store at the time, uh, one of which was a huge Oscar. Uh, you know, I had to make decisions that had to be fast. And uh, you know, it's not, Kevin's question wasn't like, when your fish all die, how do you not quit? You know, this was one of those, his question is like, kind of open, like, hey, things go wrong. Well, my situation, things went wrong. My dad died. My mom needed help. And I had, to, I had to bail on all of that stuff. But I sure do wish I had heard what you just said before I did that. Because it's not like I sold it all and got the money for it because I needed the money. I threw it all away. And I wish I hadn't. Uh, it'd be pretty cool to have those tanks now and be like, I got this tank in 1993, you know. That would be neat. But uh, I made the mistake of throwing it all away. And then, you know, a few years later, I, I started up again. And it, it is what it is. But uh, the most recent kind of break I took was for two months, three months. When we moved from Reagan Drive to Leeward Court, um, it, again, it was chaos. We had five kids. We had a grandchild on the way. We had all this madness going on. I was working 70 hours a week. Um, yeah. So it wasn't like taking the tanks down, moving them and setting them back up again. It just wasn't in the cards to be able to do. And uh, so I, but we didn't get rid of it all. No, no, <laughs> we did not. We kept it all. Uh, one of the tanks is the one that is behind you with the, uh, with the Africans in it. That was in our basement. And uh, I took those fish that I had, donated them to the store, uh, our, our closest store to us. And then I had a saltwater tank that I gave to Joey Rest, which he right. still has, he's still using. Uh, jo it's a different Joey, it's not that Joey. I didn't send him to Canada. <laughs> Joey up in Canada would have been like, why are you sending this to me? No, it was a friend of mine, <laughs> still good friend to this day. Yes. Uh, Joey Rest uh, gave him that tank with the, with the Nemos and, and everything in it. Um, I gave him a lot of fish too. We tore everything down, 
Didn't throw anything away. We had two 125s. Uh, we had a bunch of tanks, including the 240. Right. And took them down, put them in the garage in the new house, and then ended up oh. uh, three months later setting them, starting Actually, up again. Actually, if I recall, there were like two 125s in the basement. You're 100% right there. Yep, in that little yeah. nook in the back. Yeah. And I, if I'm not mistaken... Those 125s went upstairs, downstairs, and back upstairs again. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that was so crazy because you would be like, I've got an idea. We have to take this tank down. Now I need to have somebody help me move it. And it was just like constantly you changing your mind. And I'm like, just come up with a plan and stick with it. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> I have an idea. I want to start a cat rescue. Don't give me that crap. We both have wild what? ideas. <laughs> anyway. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, the house that we lived in was gigantic. I mean, it, it was, it was it w not what would be categorized as a mansion today, but it was a huge, biggest house we've ever lived in, way bigger than the house we live in now. And, uh, you know, we had free reign of the place, but we had this really cute little spot that was perfect to stick them in the basement where they'd be out of the way, the two 125s. The 240, it was just David and I. We didn't have the help to get it down into the basement. Otherwise, we probably would have, and then it would have come back up, and then it would have gone back down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we stuck that in the garage because it was easier and they sat there for a few months. We moved in July, and I started the tank back up again in October. So, a few months. Um, and that was, again, it was not, it was just circumstances. It was life got in the way. I, I just wasn't able to transition them from one place to another. So we tore everything down, took a little bit of a break. But here's the thing. Whether it was when my dad died and I moved, or when we moved from one house in King George to another, this hobby is very much like I would imagine heroin to be. Oh. Or alcoholism to be. Oh. There's a reason why recovering alcoholics always call themselves recovering alcoholics. Even if they haven't had a drink in 15 years, they still say I'm in recovery. Why? Because that addiction never leaves you. I've got addictions in my life. Chewing tobacco is the worst addiction. Don't do it, kids. It's the worst. I've walked away from it for two years and then went right back in. It just sucks me back in. It, it, addictions are a very powerful thing. And this hobby is one of those. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you take a break from it, whether it's voluntary or not, the one when we moved, it was a voluntary break. I uh, didn't have to do it that way. It just made more sense to do it that way. One less thing to worry about. So that was a voluntary break. But whether it's voluntary or it's because something catastrophic happened, it's almost immediate. As soon as you no longer have a glass box full of water, you start thinking about them. Mm -hmm. And you see that video recommended to you on YouTube. Oh, Joey did this or whoever did that. And, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. I forgot how much of an impact 
this hobby had on my life. I forgot how happy it made me, how relaxed it made me feel. And you can't stay away long. Especially if you've already been through the how-tos, like how to set it up, how to cycle an aquarium. You know, you've been through all of that research stuff and you already know how to take care of an aquarium and fish and all that. It's easier to bounce back into it, so. Yeah, and, and that's a good point because a lot of people have aquariums. I wouldn't call everybody that has aquariums fish keepers. When you get to the point where you're a fish keeper, meaning exactly what you were just saying. You understand the science behind this glass box. You, you've gotten through that hurdle that is the beginning of this hobby that everybody goes through. Everybody struggles in the beginning. I don't care who you are. And when you get through that, you are a fish keeper at that point. And that's when you're an addict. And I don't think it's any different than an addiction to alcohol or a, a, a gambling or whatever addiction you want to fill in the blank with. It is no different. And as soon as you walk away from it, you start getting that little ringing in your ears. You start to remember how cute these little gargoyle fish are. You start to remember, oh, blood parrots, their mouths look like little puckers. They're the cutest. And all of a sudden, you realize, I can't be away from this for that long. Or you go to PetSmart or Petco to pick up you know, uh, cat food or dog food, and you go by the fish section, and you're like, oh. Mm -hmm. I remember when I had that fish. Yep. So. That happened to you at the Aquatic Experience mm -hmm. 2018 mm -hmm. in New Jersey. Yeah. I had a, a, that very, you know, three-month brief break. I came back, came back to YouTube, found out that there was an aquarium show happening, and you went with me, which was amazing. It was my first. My very first fish show that I ever yep. went to. It was, well, it was only my second because I went to the first. You went to the Chicago one. In, in 2015. Um, and then, yeah, whatever. I, I, took a, I took a longer break from the business and from YouTube, but I never stopped fish keeping during that break. So we don't count that. That wasn't a real break. But you, when I came back to the hobby, you weren't ready yet and yeah. you weren't as excited about it as I was and then you went to the aquatic experience and you saw discus again well and that changed it, was, it it was more for me going to the aquatic experience and being around other people interested in fish and I was just like oh this is a whole nother world here it's not just being a fish store owner or a hobbyist at home with you and sharing that interest with you, there's all these people and we're all here because we like fish. And I, was, I wasn't quite in there at that, that moment of being in love with fish because I had been taking a break. But it was so easy for me to want to get back into it and it just sucked me right back into it. And then even... When, when it comes to YouTube, it took me right back into YouTube. Yep. Well, or it actually started me in YouTube. I don't consider any of the YouTube videos I did prior to the aquatic experience in 2018 to be really from the heart. They were just done to do them for educational purposes, but they weren't done with that feeling 
Are you saying we're frauds? Oh, you know what I <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, no, I, I do. didn't I didn't even know who other YouTubers were that weren't Joey, um Dustin. Dustin Sean. Sean. Sean Peck. Oh yeah, Sean Peck. Uh Jason. Jay Wilson, I mean. Um, I didn't even know who Primetime Aquatics was. I didn't even know who Aquarium Co-op was. I didn't know who these people were because I didn't watch YouTube. And I just remember certain ones that, that I may have dealt with more, I don't know, through you somehow because I heard you talk about them or something. Because like, you used to be on the phone with Joey all the time back in the day. Mm -hmm. And... It's just so weird to think that I just didn't know who all these people were. And then I met them for the first time and they were all wonderful people. And I had a great time. There was one in particular that you need to go ahead and shout out because I know every time you talk about this, there is one woman that you always bring up as that's where you met her and you've been friends ever since. Are you talking it's, about Rachel? No, it's not Rachel. You, that's true with Rachel. You met her for the first time then. Yeah. But it was it's another one. It's another one that uh, I believe lives in the same state as Rachel. Who are you talking about? <gasps> no. Oh, my gosh. I am just about as stupid as can be. <laughs> I cannot even believe that I... What am I thinking? Susie Q. Yep. Oh, my God. I love Susie Q. And uh, Liz was with Susie Q, One Fish, Two Fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it w that was a lot of fun. Yeah, Susie's awesome. Every time she talks about that, she talks about that's where I met Susie Q. And yeah. Then, and, and yeah, that's that's very sweet. But yeah. um, but that just proves that you know you there were some there was some bitterness when you mm -hmm. quit. Like you were just it was yeah. like I need to get away from this because it was such a heartbreaking thing for our business to fail the way it did and. Uh, and then, you know, to be staring at it in the face all the time, it was, it was heartbreaking. And so it really took, uh, something special to get you back right. in and go into the aquatic experience and is what was, did it. And it's all those people that I mentioned that people that I didn't know of who I had never met and, you know, people that I had heard of new people, it was just everybody made such a impact on me and got me back into the hobby. So, And that's, this is not something I intended to talk about, but this is why I love having you on here with me because you bring up things that, that I hadn't thought about. You have to realize if you walk away from this hobby, you're not just emptying a glass box that's full of water and putting it in the closet or sticking it in the basement. You're walking away from this entire community. And when you walk away from that community, that if you're anything like me, and pretty much the only people that you know are people that are part of this community, if you walk away from it, you're basically alone from that point on. There's nothing left. And so, you know, walking away is not just walking away from the, the fish, but it's walking away from the hobby. Now, not from the community is what I meant to say, but... I will say this, and what is it? Absence makes the the heart grow fonder, or something. What is that saying? Fonder or stronger? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I will tell you. Sometimes a break can be good. 
Oh, gosh. It was the best thing, I think, in our situation. It's been... It was a great thing for us as far as YouTube goes. Right. Because when, when we, I came back first and then you joined in with me, uh, when I came back to YouTube, I had a new energy. I had a new, uh, just uh, energy is the best way to describe it. I, I was so enthusiastic about being a part of the community again and, and creating content to share with everybody again. It was such a beautiful thing. Um, and then on top of that, I had taken a very brief break three months. I mean, that's really nothing. The tanks weren't even dry on the inside yet. And I was filling them back up again. But um, you really walking away for a little bit makes you realize how much fun it was, how impactful it was on your life. And you go back into it with so much more excitement and so much more energy. And so, you know, I don't think if you if you have that catastrophic event, the you, your whole tank, for whatever reason, it just dies. Things happen. Like I said, my dad dropped dead out of nowhere. Nobody saw it coming. He was on vacation and just dropped. Weird things happen. And you can come home one day and all of your fish are dead. I don't think taking a brief break is a terrible thing. It allows you to recover from that and, and go through your grieving process, whatever, however it is that you deal with those kind of things, and then just kind of re-energize and regroup and start things back up again. And when you do start it back up again, you, you're just, it's so much more exciting because you kind of feel like it's new again, but really it's not. You start to become part of the community again and all of a sudden. And don't be surprised if you get back into the community and you don't recognize anybody because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds of new people. Yep. <laughs> but that's what's kind of cool about it. Cause then you make new friends, new fish friends. When, when we walked away from YouTube, uh, it was a, about a year and a half we were gone. It was really you that yeah. was gone. Cause I never did live streams or anything like that. I had just done a few videos. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was primarily me at that point. But still, um, when I came back, I'm like, Tazawa Tanks, who the heck is that? You know, who? That was so time? cool, I, meeting him for the first time, too. Yeah, he was one of the people, him and, and Jason and Joanna and Susie Q. And uh, there were yeah. so many people there that we, we met for the first, we met Corey for the first time there. In person, because uh, you yeah. had known him before. I didn't. Yeah. I think the best part was the next year when we went back to, uh, to the aquatic experience, because then it was like, yeah, I'm so excited because I get to see all those people I saw last year. Yep. And then Corey brought Katie and that was awesome because she was so sweet. Yes. I love Katie. And, and she still is. She, oh, yeah. She, she's <laughs> super sweet. That hasn't changed. But, no. um, but yeah, I mean, Tazawa Tanks, who the heck is that? Who is this primetime aquatics guy? Is he trying to look like me? What's he doing here with this bald head? But, no, that was, uh, that was cool. It was fun. It was like all, there's all these new people, and these are serious players in, when, the, in the community. And that's when I met Joanna, too, I believe. It was the second aquatic experience. Because I don't recall. You have said she was at the 2018 one, but I did not remember her. I don't no, I did not meet her in 2018. I met her in 2019. 
Yeah, I don't even know. I don't know if she was there or not. Sorry, Joanna, but uh, you must have been hiding <laughs> if you were there 2018. I don't remember. But, but anyway, um, this is what I love about having you on with me. I, I act like it's such a special thing. She is just as much a part of this podcast as I am, but I was a couple of weeks without you. Uh, this is why I love having you on because we, I can just say, okay, we're going to talk about not quitting and boom, we end up going right. for 40 minutes on, uh, on that topic. Cause it's, it's so easy to, to do. Cause we've, you know, I've been doing this longer than you have, but we have so much experience in the amount of time that you've been doing this so much experience together. Right. We can tell stories about just about anything. I think um, another thing that people need to remember is, you know, just because that fish may have passed and you aren't going to quit, but you still have all these other tanks too, it, it doesn't mean that just because you have a spare tank available, you have to run and get it filled back up with a new fish right away. Take that break from that tank in particular. You keep it running, do whatever, but just know that you don't have to Fill it right back up. Just keep up with the other ones and take care of them and just wait a while. Wait until that next fish comes along that catches your eye and you really want it. So, Yep, you'll feel that buzz. You'll feel that excitement. You're like, okay, this is what needs to happen. Yeah, and that is a beautiful thing. When When you have stepped away, even if it's just one tank or whatever, and you find that new thing that energizes you and brings you that joy, I know it sounds cheesy, but it is a beautiful feeling. We've experienced it quite a few times. Um, and like I said, I've been off and on since 1993, but it's never, ever left me. It's like heroin. Uh, I've never been addicted to heroin, but I know it's very addictive. Um, you, once it's in you, it ain't going nowhere. So you can think you're going to walk away. You have that thing that's catastrophic, and you say, you know what, I need to free myself from this for a while. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it might make you better when you come back. So don't be afraid to take that little break. If you get rid of all your tanks because you decided you do want to quit, don't get rid of the books. Keep your books and your magazines. (laughs) I pushed the button by accident. I didn't mean to do that. That was an error on my part. That that was CJ. Oh, anyway. (laughs) But yeah, like I said, keep your books, keep your magazines, keep your stuff, you know, because it'll help you remember that it's still a possibility one day to get back into it. And the best advice she's given all day is so, so very true. If you are going to take that break, we've done it. I get it. Don't get rid of all your stuff. I mean, (laughs) even if you have to move because you just had a family member pass away just figure out a way take it all down put everything inside the tanks stick it somewhere because you'll be back Hmm. i don't care i don't care what you say you will be back and you'll be so glad that you didn't sell them for five dollars on facebook marketplace Hmm. or throw them away you'll be so glad you still have them i would say go ahead and uh ditch the food and the chemicals though oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, that might be a, a good thing to, to get rid of that. So there you go. I think we, uh, we wrap that up quite nicely. All righty. <laughs> so let's do comment of the week now because that's always fun. 
It is indeed. And you have no clue what it is. I'll be reading it off for the first time. All right. It's a little bit scary. Uh, I've made the mistake of looking at the comment section a couple of times recently, and it was a mistake. So I wouldn't say this one is bad. Um, I would. I think. I think it's fun. All right. Well, let's. But I don't think it's bad. You know, it's it's definitely worth talking about for sure, though. Um, This comment comes from the the video, an amazing fish tank filter. See Kim Title 35. The comment is from Russ Mann. And he says, You neglect to warn people about the fact that the skimmer on the Title 110 will suck smaller fish to the filter and potentially kill them. <laughs> so, because not all f- filters do that. Only the Title does that. Yeah. And it's, it's the Seachem Title 35 filter, and he is bringing up the Title 110. But besides that, I thought it was interesting because I believe, you know, most people, when they read directions um, or even look at the box, you can see where it, it says on here. It says, uh, let's see, fully adjustable flow regulation, uh, adjustable intake flow. So there's some things that you can do on here uh, to, uh, to kind of fix that problem, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you have to be smarter than the filter. Oh. That's, that's what you have to be. You have to look at the filter. You see the big blue dials? Turn those off. <laughs> I mean, well, you shouldn't turn them off because then the filter won't work. But there's two, one for the skimmer, one for the main intake. You can turn those down and you can regulate the flow. And uh, that solves that problem. I didn't mention that in the video because I figured people watching it have common sense. Well, I mean, it, it's just, I think it's important to read directions, read the things on the box, and not just go 100% by a YouTube video. That's why I always say, you know, get your research, or get, do research from more than one place. Sure. But, I mean, it now, does clearly state, though, even on the front. Uh, yeah, it, it, it does. Yeah, it's very clear. It's They're very big clear. blue dials. Well, probably the only thing I wish wasn't about the the titles is the blue. I think it's cool, but I think a lot of people are turned off by the blue. But anyway, uh, two adjustable intakes. A lot of people complain about the skimmer. They're not a fan of the skimmer on it. Uh, Okay, that's fine. If you're not a fan of the skimmer, turn it off. What's the big deal? (laughs) Um, The the reason why that comment bothers me, and, and let me just say this real quick, because we're talking about the Title 110, and you held up the 55. They're the same filter. The 110's just bigger. But this was so, on a video of the Title 35. I know, anyway. but you're you're talking about the 110 has these features, and then you're holding up a 55, and people are going to, you know. So right. just they're the same filter. The 110 is just bigger. But um, what bothers me about that is that this guy is talking about the Title 110 sucking up fry as if it's the only filter that would suck up fry, which is just stupid because they all will if unless it's a sponge filter they all will i don't care if it's a canister show me a hang on the back filter that will not suck up fry this is why people use intake sponges this is why people turn the intake flow down 
It's all there. You just have to be smart enough to figure it out. And why would you have a 110 on a fry tank? This is a very good point. Again, you have to be smarter than the filter, which mm. apparently some people are not. <laughs> so, yeah, that's fun. Yeah. See, you, I know what you're doing. You're picking these comments because you know no, it'll make I me mad. I just thought but... that was a really good one because it's, it's actually a, a good question. It is a very good question. Sure. But sometimes you're just going to get a different kind of answer. <laughs> and, and if it's the case that I should warn people about something that's completely common sense, like warning people that water is wet, if it's that I should warn people, I hope that you're going to every filter review that's ever been done on any hang on the back filter and putting that on there for there too, because it's not like the title is the only one that sucks up fry. Right. Come on, be better than that. Anyway, let's move on. I got to find the button here because I have it turned down. Let, you're, you're going first today. You're going first with... Uh, Lisa's World! Okay, so this is where we may lose a lot of people because uh -oh. I'm going to talk about something that's not fish related. That's well, the point of Lisa's World. Okay, well, this <laughs> is going to be about my rescue cats. <laughs> so, anyways, um, I know there's a lot of people on here that know about uh, my cats that I've been rescuing. Not, not my personal cats, not the cats I have in my house, not Baby Kitty and Carl that's in the fish house, or Gerald and Jasper that's, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we have a lot of cats. But there is a colony of cats that live across the street in the woods. And I've taken some in. I've had some neutered. I have some scheduled to be spayed. I have um, kittens now because, you know, I was not able to catch this female before she had kittens. Um, I have another cat that has kittens out there that once I'm able to get a hold of them, she'll get spayed too. So it's a work in process. Um, I'm not breeding cats or anything for a living. It's nothing like that. I'm just trying to find them homes. But there are a lot of people that have been doing amazing things by helping me out with the cats. They've uh, been going to my, my channel, Roots and Whiskers, and they've uh, donated from my Amazon wish list. And I just wanted to say thank you on this channel because I do community post on Roots and Whiskers and I'm not sure if people see them because they've just kind of gone you know on there to look for the the Amazon wish list I don't know if they look at my channel all the time but I recognize so many of these people's names from KG Tropicals and that's why I want to say thank you um <clears throat> so thank you to Jennifer Anderson Elizabeth Dyer Melanie Kevin Ullery, Regina Phalanges, Regina, I got you this time, <laughs> Zen Ginger and Mr. Zen, Becky Glinka, Bonnie Eden, Robert Wayman, Ginger Graves, Crystal Mayman, Janet Mar Markolowski, Curtis Crump, and Whips World. And um, Curtis Crump actually adopted one of my kittens. Last weekend, we took her. <laughs> yes, Carla has a home. I'm so happy for Carla. Um, but I do still have two kittens that haven't been um, adopted, and that's Jack and Jill, and they're so super cute. 
if you go on my Instagram, uh, you'll see pictures of them. So Superman is kind of maybe going to be going to a new home. I'm thinking uh, somebody is taking Superman. <laughs> so I'm not going to say he's available, but Jack and Jill for sure. And they're so sweet. So. Jill is one of the sweetest cats I've ever seen in my life. She is a doll. Jack is also very sweet. <laughs> he is a kitten, though. <laughs> very much. Carla, no, not Carla. I'm getting confused because Carla was a handful, too. But uh, she's in a new home. But uh, Jill, she's the one where I can go in, like, put them in playtime together, all of them, and she'll just play in her little box. I put an empty Nine Lives uh, cat food box in there, and she goes and she plays in it, and she entertains herself, and the boys, they run around, they get out of where they're supposed to be Tackle at. Tackle each other. <laughs> run all through the laundry room, but then Jill's just sitting there playing with the little mousy and stuff, like, hey, guys, <laughs> hey. <laughs> She's so cute. Yes, she is. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I have had to be, <clears throat> excuse me, very particular about not allowing myself to get overly attached it's hard. to these cats. I was so sad when Carla went. Like, I could cry right now thinking about it. But I know she's in a good home. And she that is. makes me feel good. Because they could, the alternative be, besides me finding them would be them still living in the woods and, you know, something really bad happening to them so and just living a rough life yeah. you know having to find their own food and dig through trash cans and run across the street without getting hit so yeah you yeah. you've saved her and thank you curtis crump for uh for taking carla and he's already sent pictures and a couple of videos and stuff so that's yeah. the cool thing about it since we know him curtis crump is very much involved with our channel and mm -hmm. and our business and everything else uh it's very cool to and he drove from New Hampshire all the way down here. So. To get a cat. That's a crazy man right there. That's a crazy cat but dad. He also <laughs> drove a really cool 98 Z28, uh, which was an awesome car that I would yeah. love to take on a trip across country. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Um, if you have not subscribed or checked out Lisa's cat channel, do it because she's doing really cool things and she's making her own videos over there. It's not me making them. I've edited a couple of them for her, but, but it's you, for you. You did the Aqua Top one from last year and you did, you helped me with the Gerald one. John's world. I, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. What are you trying to take over? No, I was trying to switch the camera to you and I pushed the wrong button. Oh. So yeah, I, he, he's, said he wants to help me do my videos and I'm like no I want to do them myself because it's my vision and so if they're not perfect it's because I'm still learning <laughs> oh they're a lot of fun to watch and very very cute and listen if you're interested in a kitten reach out to her dm her on instagram and uh, figure it out you know you, you ain't coming here but we'll figure it out figure out a way to to get you uh get you one of these kittens they're adorable we got another batch that's going to be showing up very soon so uh yeah it'd be but it's you have to be the right person don't be some troll stranger person trying to be silly and stuff i'm gonna know i'll know because yeah. my kittens aren't going to just anybody she's very picky about that all right let's move on john's world to john's world finally i've got something so important lisa's to talk world about. <laughs> 
This is uh, this is something. I I said it a couple of weeks ago. I, my John's worlds are always about either movies or TV. Today is no different. Uh, I could have talked about this a while back for some reason. It just occurred to me to talk about it now. I have a new show. It's not a new show. It was actually originally aired in 2001, I think it was. Wow. Um, but I ha- it's new to me, and I'm completely obsessed with it, and I'm ashamed of myself that I have not watched it yet. Uh, I've not kept it a secret. I am the biggest fan of Superman that there is on Earth. There's something about Superman that just makes me happy. I don't know what you want me to tell you. It just, it's true. Uh, there's not a bigger super, well, there's bigger Superman fans than me. I've actually watched videos of people that have like basements full of Superman memorabilia and it makes me very jealous. But, uh, but I'm a humongous Superman fan. There's a television show that was on the CW for 10 years that I, I just wasn't, for whatever reason, I just never watched it and I don't know why. And the funny thing is, I listen to a podcast all the time that's called Inside of You. You may have heard of it. It's a very very popular podcast. And it is hosted by Michael Rosenbaum, who I'm a huge fan of. I've been a fan of the Inside of You podcast for a very long time. And I never knew. You may not know. If you're stupid like me, you may not know that Michael Rosenbaum plays, played Lex Luthor in Smallville. I didn't know that. I was listening to Michael Rosenbaum on Inside of You for a long time and never knew that he played Lex Luthor. I was looking for a new show to watch, to latch on to, and I prefer a show that's long, you know, I, I don't know why I gave up on Suits. Suits is a really good show. Oh my gosh, I love Suits. I will go back to Suits, but I, I got into a Superman mood. Uh, Lois, uh, Superman and Lois ended, and I was like, I need more Superman. I need more Superman. And, uh, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll give Smallville a chance. And then I saw, what? Michael Rosenbaum plays Lex Luthor? What? So I gave it a watch. And I got to tell you, I don't know how I never watched this show. It is awesome. I absolutely love it. It's a CW show, so it's definitely corny and cheesy, and there's special effects are not, especially back in 2001. But I am so completely infatuated with this show. I'm on season two, episode three, the end of season one was pretty daggone dramatic. I absolutely love it. Even though I see an actress in the show that I know is currently in prison for really heinous crimes, uh, it doesn't bother me. She's adorable in the show, and she's a really good character in the show. I don't care what she did. Allison Mack, I'm talking about. I don't care what she did uh, after Smallville, but I'm completely infatuated with this show now. I would love to know if you are a viewer of Smallville, and if you believe, I'm going to talk, for Superman fans, I am going to commit blasphemy right now. I'm going to do it. You can't stop me, because this is my and her podcast. Michael Rosenbaum is the best Lex Luthor that's ever been put to film. Period. And I'm not saying that because I'm biased, because I was a fan of him first. 
he is great as Lex Luthor. Let's get rid of the current Lex Luthor because I'm not even, Jesse Eisenberg doesn't do it for me as Lex Luthor. Gene Hackman was God tier. Kevin Spacey, again, we're talking about people that have done bad things in their personal lives. He was fine as Lex Luthor, but Rosenbaum, Rosie is the best Lex Luthor that's ever been put to film. And here's, here's the cooler thing about it. This is what's making me enjoy the show even more. Michael Rosenbaum and Tom Welling have a podcast that's called Smallville. Or excuse me, it's called Talkville. It is an episode by episode show. They're rewatching the series and they're doing each episode a podcast about each one and they're telling behind the scenes stories and oh, I remember filming that scene and uh, it is magical. I, I'm a big fan of Tom Welling too, even though this is all I've ever seen him in. But he's very good in it. Oh, he's and the guy that played in Lucifer that you were like. He was. Because I watched Lucifer and I really liked that show. So you asked me. I was like, yes, yep. I know who he is. He <laughs> was in a couple of, a couple seasons of Lucifer. I, I, maybe he's still currently on it. I don't know. No, Lucifer uh, ended. Okay. Well, I've never watched that show, so I wouldn't know. Uh, he was also in the movie Cheaper by the Dozen. Who cares? Uh, I've become a big Tom Welling fan. Uh, and I'm a big fan of Rosenbaum. I'm fan, a fan of them as actors. I'm, afraid, I'm a fan of their work, but I'm also a fan of them as people. And I know that because of the Talkville podcast. I love it. Anybody that's a fan of Smallville knows this line. Damn, who's that? Anybody that's watched Smallville knows that line. And I'm thinking about buying, I'm, I'm not thinking about it. I'm going to buy a hoodie from Michael Rosenbaum uh, that is Pete on the hoodie, and it says, damn, who's that? If you're a Smallville fan, you know what that means. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. They talked about that a lot in the podcast, and they made a hoodie of that, so I can't wait to get that. You'll see me wearing that eventually. But yeah, huge fan of Smallville. So glad that I found it, and it's one of those, I watch an episode every night when I'm eating dinner, and I love it, and it's a blast. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Smallville. And Suits. And, and, and Suits and Lucifer and Lisa's Cats and, and all of that. Uh, but and yeah. Stevie Nicks has a new Barbie. No, Barbie's making a Stevie Nicks Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, because Barbie's making those Barbies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know what I'm, you know what I mean, okay? I do. I know what you mean. You know mean. what I mean. I do. So when you get that hoodie, get that Barbie of Stevie Nicks for me. Well, if they make a Tom Welling or a, or a Michael Rosenbaum Ken dolls, you get those for me. Uh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I'm so, I'm so excited to talk about Smallville. I just absolutely love it. And, uh, you know, Rosie, we're fellow podcasters. If you ever want to have me on to talk about the show, you just let me know and, uh, and I'll, I'll be right in there. I'll be right on it. So anyway, young lady, it is time for you to say goodbye to these good folks. Bye-bye. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been a lot of fun. And we will see you in chat. And yeah, see you next time. Good night. <laughs>